0: The weather-beaten trail wound ahead into the dust racked climes of the bar- barren land which dominates large portions of the Norgolian Empire. Age-worn hoof prints smothered by the sifting, sifting sh- sands of time shone dully against the dust-splattered crust of earth. The tireless sun cast its parching rays of incandescence from overhead, halfway through its daily revolution. Small rodents stampered about, occupying themselves in the daily accomplishments of their dismal lives. Dust sprayed over three heaving mounts in blinding clouds, while they bore the burdensome cargoes of their struggling overseers. Prepare to embrace your creators in the Stygian haunts of Hell, Barbarian!" gasped the First Soldier. <sighs> Only after you've kissed the fleeting stead of death, wretch! returned Grigno. A sweeping blade of flashing steel riveted from the massive barbarian's hide enamelled shield as his rippling right arm thrust forth, sending a steel shod blade into the hilt of the soldier's vital organs. The disembowelled mercenary crumpled from his saddle and sank to the clouded sward, sprinkling the parched dust from crimson droplets of escaping-life fluid. <laughs> the infused Barbarian swivelled about, his shock of fiery red hair tossing robustly in the humid air currents as he faced the attack of the defeated So, Oh god, it's your turn.
1: Damn you, Barbarian! shrieked the soldier as he observed his comrade in death. A gleaming scimitar! smote a heavy blow against the re- oh god a gleaming scimitar smote a heavy blow against the renegade's spiked helmet bringing a heavy cloud over the accordion's misting brain shaking off the effects of the pounding blow to his head grigner brought down his scarlet streak edge against the soldier's crudely forged hawback, charging harmlessly to the left side of his opponent the soldier's steed Whinnied as he directed the horse back from the driving blade of the barbarian. Grignor leashed his mount forward to the hoarsely, piercing battle cry of his wilderness-bred race resounded from his grinding lungs. The twirling blade bounced harmlessly from the mighty thief's buckler as his rolling right arm cleft upwards, sending a foot of binding, blinding steel ripping through the Cimmerian's exposed gullet. A gasping gurgle from the soldier's writhing mouth as he tumbled to the golden sand at his feet and wormed agonizingly in his deathbed. Quignair's emerald green orbs glared lustfully at the wallowing soldier struggling before his chestnut-swirled mount. Lustfully? <laughs> his scowling voice reverberated over the dying form in a tone of mocking mirth. You city-bred dog should learn not to antagonize your better. Reigning his weary mount ahead, Grigna returned his journey to the Norgulian city of Gorzam, hoping to discover wine, women and adventure to boil the wild blood coursing through his savage veins. <laughs> <sighs>
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: do, you, do you want me to You can keep going if you want. You keep going. Uh, the trek to Gorzon was forced upon Grigno when the soldiers of Crin were unleashed upon him by a faithless concubine he had wooed. <laughs> His scandalous activities throughout the Cimmerian city had unleashed throngs of havoc and uproar among its refined patricians, patricias, leading them back to, leading them to tack a heavy reward over his head. He had barely managed to escape through the back entrance (laughs) of the inn he had been guzzling in as a squad of soldiers tounced upon him. After spilling a spout of blood from the leader of the mercenaries as he dismembered as as he dismembered one of the officer's <laughs> arms, he retreated to his mount to make his way towards Gorzom, rumored to contain the hordes of plunder and many young wenches for any man who has the backbone to wrest them away.
0: The end of chapter one. To fill you in, this is The Eye of Argon by Jim Ties. Uh, he was a nerdy boy who wrote a thing in a magazine, and it's notoriously terrible.
1: It's really bad. It's like they, they, he shoved as many words into the sentence as possible. Oh, it
0: gets worse. Every sentence has four adjectives.
1: Yeah, there's no need. Let's,
0: tra- let's carry on. Okay, all right. I'll, 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 I'll pick up at chapter two. I've been listening to Audible recently. Arriving after dusk in Gorzom, Gringer descended down a dismal alley, reining his horse before a beaten tavern. Yeah. Keep those taverns in line. The red-haired giant strode into a dimly lit hostelry, reeking of foul odours and cheap wine. The air was heavy with chocking fumes spewing from smouldering torches encased within Faden's earthen-packed walls. Tables were clustered with groups of drunken thieves and cutthroats, tossing dice or making love to willing prostitutes. Willing
1: prostitutes.
0: Keyword. Eyeing a slender female, crouched alone at a nearby bench, Grigner advanced, wishing to wholesomely occupy his time. <laughs>
1: wholesome.
0: Wholesome. What's he gonna do to it? wholesome? They're gonna play darts and knit. Okay. The flickering torches cast weird weird shafts of luminescence, dancing over the half-naked harlot of his choice. Her stringy orchid twines of hair ugh, swaying gracefully over the leaf opaque nose as he raised a half-drained mug to her pale red
1: lips. Sorry, an opaque nose. So you can't see through you it. You can't see through Everyone it. Everyone else's nose. Everyone else's nose this a- sto- in this in this tale. Right.
0: Glancing upward, the alluring complexion noted the stalwart giant as he rapidly approached A faint glimmer sparked from the pair of deep blue ovals of the amorous female as she motioned toward Grigner, enticing him to join her. The the barbarian seated himself upon a stool at the wench's side, exposing his body. Naked, save for the loincloth brandishing, a long steel broadsword, an iron-spiraled battle helmet, and a thick leather sandals to her unobstructed view.
1: So far not wholesome, our lad. Nothing about this this nightclub encounter is...
0: He's walked in, seen a woman walk straight rapidly.
1: Straight for her. And just gone, look. Whipped off one of his, his cloth, except for his loincloth.
0: His loin oh, here we go. Here's the dialogue. Thou hast need to occupy your time, barbarian, questioned the female. Only if it's something it worth offering is within my reach, stated Grigner, the complying wench... No, wait. I missed it. As his hands crept to embrace the tempting female, who welcomed them with open willingness... From where do you come, barbarian, and by what are you called? Oh, sorry. From where do you come, barbarian, and by what are you called? Gasped the complying wench as Grigner smothered her lips with the blazing touch of his flaming
1: mouth. We need some chapstick for that condition. I think
0: this is the thing—they don't
1: test for herpes anymore because everyone's already got. Everyone's it. got scabby, coleslaw mouths, and you... they've got. And, but they kiss anyway. Yeah, you need to carry on from that. The engrossed titan ignored the queries of the inquisitive female, pulling her, t- <laughs> pulling toward, <laughs> pulling her towards him, and crushing her sagging nipples Ugh. to his yearning chest. Ugh. Sagging nipples. Mm. Without struggle, she gave in, winding her soft arms around the harshly bronzed hide, bronzed hide of Grigna. Corded shoulder blades as his calloused hands caressed her firm, protrude, protruding busts. She has two busts. Sagging busts. Is that four mm. breasts? He's An- chosen well. You make love well, wench. Admitted Grigna. <laughs> admitted Grigna, as he reached for the vessel of potent wine his charge had been quaffing. So he nicked her wine? And told her <laughs> she's a good shag without having yet shagged her. Uh. A flying foot caught the mug Grigner had taken hold of, sending its blood-red contents sloshing over a flickering crescent, leashing tongues of bright orange flame to the foot-trodden floor. What? 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 Sending its blood sloshing
0: over a flick. So someone kicked the wine, red wine, mm. over a flickering crescent. What would a flickering crescent! Would
1: that be a moon, a, a fiery moon? Isn't Leashing
0: tongues of bright. So, it it just. <laughs> the the tank had hit the ground and it exploded, like an eighties action film. Um, Brilliant! I'm, I'm
1: into it. Remove yourself, sirrah The wench belongs to me. Blabbered a drunken soldier. There again, blabber it. Blabbered. Uh, oh. yourself. me. That's better. Blabbered a drunken soldier, too far consumed by the influences of his virile brew to take notice of the superior size of his adversary. Grigner, liftly bounded from the startled female, his face lit up to an ashen red ferocity, and eyes locked in a searing feral blaze towards the swaying soldier. To hell with you, braggart! bellowed the angered accordion. <laughs> <laughs> He's an accordion I As mean... he hested his finely honed broadsword. Oh, it's all no here. The staggering soldier clumsily reached towards the pommel of his dangling sword, but before his <laughs> hands, before his hands ever touched the oaken hilt, a silvered flash was slicing the heavy air. The fuse of the savage's lashing right arm bulged from the glistening bronze hide as his blade bit deeply into the soldier's neck, lopping off the confused head of his senseless tormentor. With a nauseating thud, the severed oval. Oval? Why is he obsessed with oval? Toppled to the floor as the segregated torso. It's the next bit. Of Grignard's bovine antagonist. <laughs> He's fighting his poor cow. swayed, yeah. then collapsed in a pool of swelled crimson. In the confusion, the soldier's fellows confronted Grigna with unsheathed cutlasses directed towards the latter's scowling makeup. Hmm. It's a very uh, open time, modern time. Uh, know.
0: Oh yeah, till the next line.
1: The sluts should have picked his quarry more carefully, roared the victor in a mocking baritone growl as he wiped his dripping blade on the prostate form and return. So, so, he's referring to the decapitated cow as a slut?
0: Yes. Great. A slutty cow.
1: Slutty cow, you should have picked your quarry more who's carefully. Now who's now
0: severed oval fruits <laughs> have poured across the floor.
1: The fool should have shown more prudence. <laughs> However, you shall rue your actions while rotting in the pits stated one of the sprawled soldier's comrades. Grignor's hand began to remove his blade from its leather housing, but retarded the motion in (laughs) face of the blades waving before his face. Oh dear. Dismiss your hand from the hilt, barbarian, or you shall find a foot of steel sheathed in your gizzard. Grignor weighed his position, observing his plight, whereupon he took the soldier's advice as the only logical choice. To attempt to hack his way from his present predicament could only warrant certain death. He was of no mind to bring upon his own demise if an alternate path presented itself. The will to necessitate his life forced oh, him to yield to the superior force in hopes of a moment of carelessness later upon the part of his captors in which he could affect a more plausible need to escape. Oh, God. Well, now we
0: know what... Uh, should... And all that translates to, you may steady your arms, I will go without a struggle.
1: That's all That's we, what we, need to know. That's what we need to know. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know.
0: Your decision is a wise one. Yet perhaps you would have been better off had you forced death. The soldier's mouth wrinkled into a sadistic grin of knowing mirth as he prodded his prisoner on with his sword point. After a discriminate period of marching through slinking alleyways and dim moonlit streets, the procession confronted a massive seraglio. The palace area was surrounded by an iron grating, with a lush garden upon all sides. The group was admitted through the gilded gateway, and Grigner was led along a stone pathway bordered by plush vegetation, lustfully enhanced by the moon's shimmering rays. (laughs) Upon reaching the palace, the group was granted entrance, and after several minutes of explanation,
1: <laughs> That's a lot
0: of yeah, so we got this guy and he was killing. We were at this brothel. There
1: was a woman there, and then <laughs> the, the cow guard. Do you remember Joe, the cow guard? He he threatened him, and then this guy called Joe a slut and chopped his head off, and his oval head went everywhere. And then we all drew our swords.
0: Ugh, ugh, led along. It led through several winding corridors to a richly draped chamber as a picture of Doctor Strange has come up. (laughs) Yes,
1: literally Doctor Strange.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch with no eyes. (laughs) Confronting the group was a short, stocky man seated upon a golden throne. Tapestries of richly draped regal blue silk covered all walls of the chamber, while the steps leading to the throne were plated with sparkling white ivory. The man upon the throne had a naked wench, seated uh. at each of his arms and a trusted advisor seated in back of him, uh, operating him <laughs> by remote control. <laughs> at each corner of the chamber a guard stood at attention with upraised pikes supporting in their hands, golden chainmail adorning their torsos and barred helmets emitting scarlet plumes enshrouding their heads. The man rose from his throne to the dais surrounding it. His plush, turquoise robe dangled loosely from his chunky frame. The soldiers surrounding Grignor fell to their knees with heads bowed to the stone masonry of the floor in fearful dignity to their sovereign liege. Uh, Explain the purpose of this intrusion upon my chateau. Chateau? Your serenity, resplendent and noble grandeur, we have brought this yokel before you, the soldier gestured toward Grigner, For the redress of your all-knowing wisdom in judgment regarding his fate, down to your knees, lout, and pay proper homage to your sovereign, commanded the pudgy noble of Grigner. By this surly beard of Mithrug, Grignor news to no man! Scowled the massive barbarian. Cornish now? (laughs) You dare to do this blasphemous act to me? You are indeed brave, stranger, yet your valour smacks of foolishness. I find you to be the only foal uh, sitting upon your pompous throne enhancing the rolling flabs of your belly in the midst of your elaborate luxury and... The soldier standing at Drignan's side smote him heavily in the face with the flat of his sword, cutting short the harsh words and knocking his battered helmet ooh, to the masonry with an echoing clang. The paunchy noble's sagging round face flushed suddenly pale, then pastily lit up the lustrous cherry-red radiant... What? His lips trembled with malicious rage, while emitting a muffled, sibilant gibberish. His sagging flabs rolled out like a tub of upset jelly. It's like a Miss Dr. Seuss book. His sagging flabs rolled like a tub of upset jelly, then compressed as he sucked in his gut, in an attempt to conceal his softness. The prince- oh, he was a king. Regained his statue, then spoke to the got soldiers- sta- he got his
1: statue back. Oh. He regained it, yeah that's, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Then
0: spoke to the soldiers surrounding Grigner, his face conforming to an ugly expression- Oh god, his face is just like a mo- <laughs> of sadistic humour. Take this uncouth heathen to the Vault of Misery, and be sure that his agonies are long and drawn out before death can release him. As you wish sire your command shall be heeded immediately answered the soldier to the right of Grigner as he stared into the barbarian's seemingly unaffected face. The advisor seated in the back of the noble Hello. slowly rose and advanced to the side of his master motioning the wenches seated at his sides to remove themselves. God, okay. He lowered his head and whispered to the noble. Eminence. The punishment you have decreed will cause much misery to the scum. Yet it will last only a short time, then release him to a land beyond the sufferings of the human body. Why not mellow him in one of your subterranean vaults for a few days, then send him to life labour in one of your buried mines? To one such as he, a life spent in confinement of the Stygian pits will be an infinitely more appropriate and lasting torture. The noble cupped his drooping double chin in the folds of his briming palm, meditating for a moment upon the rationality of the counsellor's words, then raised his shaggy brown eyebrows and turned towards the advisor, eyes glow. As always, Agafind, you speak with great wisdom. Your words ring of great knowledge concerning the nature of one such as he, saith the king. So he was a prince, he's been promoted. The noble turned toward the prisoner with a noticeable shimmer reflecting in his frog-like eyes and his lips contorting to a greasy grin. I have decided to void my previous decree. The prisoner shall be removed to one of the palace's underground vaults. There he shall stay until I have decided that he is sufficiently simmered, whereupon he will be served with red wine- no, whereupon he'll be allowed to spend the remainder of his days at labour in one of my mines. Oh god. gone.
1: Do I have to? I feel like I I don't want to do it anymore. I don't (laughs) want it.
0: Wait, I shall never understand the ways of your twisted civilization. I simply defend my honor and am condemned to life confinement by a pig who sits on his royal ass worrying oars and knows nothing of the affairs of the land he imagines to rule. Lechers Grignor. Uh, (laughs) Ugh.
1: Look at that picture. The little peasant man smoking a cigarette. Smoking a a joint. Smoking a spliff. Look, I think we can all agree that this is a really good piece of literature. And despite any criticism you might have, we, you do know exactly what's happening. There's a lot of words, there's a lot of adjectives, but there's a, you know you know what's going on. D- yeah, he's
0: talking to a frogman whose face keeps bleh, melting.
1: Yeah. They had the crescent light and then the the cow. Man, it was was just crazy.
0: Let me read. I've just skipped to the end. Let me read this one paragraph. Grignor spreads his legs into a battle stance, stealing his quivering thews for a battle royal with a thing he knew not how to fight. Carfina wound her arms around her protector's neck, mumbling, kill it, kill, while her entire body trembled.
1: Things get weird. Yeah. Spread his legs. I don't know if you spread. If you're like in a fighting stance, do you spread your legs? I'm imagining a man kind of sat on a chair, literally <laughs> splitting his legs open. Like, man spreading. Man spreading. Yeah, in front of this yeah
0: showing all, bearing all. And meanwhile, Carfina is having a trembling, leg trembling, good time at the force of murder.
1: Seems that the women in this tale they just tend to squirm and tremble and blush. That's the fantasy genre of the sixties <laughs> and seventies. That's Dungeons and, and
0: Dragons. Yeah. Oh God. Well,
1: I mean, we're always out of time. Wow. Uh, well, well. So this is this has been a warm up for for us. Yeah, you feeling warmed up? Yeah, I'm feeling warmed up. We're uh, we're back, um, and we mean business. We're not fantasy uh, narrators. We're we're film podcasts narrators. We talk about movies. We could do more fantasy novels. We could do... Yeah, we could. I, I was over—I
0: overheard uh, Josh listen to an audiobook, which sounded very similar to this recently. That's why it was in my head. Oh, very nice. Huh. The, he rubs the legs of the whore. I don't know what he was listening to. Well, I think Probably I, Game of Thrones, well, I was I was
1: literally about to say, um, I listened to the Game of Thrones audiobooks, and when it got to the sex scenes, it was really... <laughs> Can we swear at a moment? Are we? Are we not?
0: Mm, this is the non-swear, but we can we can bleep it.
1: Okay, so uh, there's an old man reading it, and then he gets to the bit like Khaleesi uh, was about to be raped by Khal Drogo, but then she realised she liked it and her oh, her moistness happened and stuff. And it's and him reading it. This old man was very unsettling to me. I I think I've decided I never again want an elderly man to read a sex scene to me.
0: What about a 32 year old man? I've got something prepared. Oh no! no really. Oh, thank God for that.
1: <laughs> this is my erotic fan fiction.
0: Yeah, I've written a fanfic about um the Terminator. I'm just looking around my room. Uh, and Gozer from Ghostbusters. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, I I I want to talk about uh, let's talk about some some film for a bit, cause because it, it's a good segue into the, to to some news. Okay. Right. So I watched. Uh, I, I told you I watched um, the Ten Commandments. Oh yes, the 1956 big Hollywood production starring Charlton Heston. Mm. Right. So I, uh, I, I think I was doing some overtime, and I stuck it on to to have it on in the background, and I realised it was one of those films my religious family used to put on, put on at Easter time. This was back a couple of weeks ago when it was all eastery, and I was kind of blown away by the the uh, amazing epic Hollywood sets at the time. This was the biggest set ever created for for the Egypt for the with all the you know the what are the big pointy things that go up those Egyptian pointy things, you know what I'm talking about? The obelisks. Obelisk, that's the one. Um, and I researched into it. I researched into it, Adam. I went on Wikipedia. I had a little search about this amazing amazing film, which at its time was the most expensive uh, film I've made. Was so it before Ben-Hur? It was four years before Ben-Hur. I think Ben-Hur was 1960 and I think this was 1956. Right, well, okay. Uh, 59, Ben-Hur. Right. Um, but yeah, also Charlton Heston, I think he must have got the role. For, as a, yeah. He was huge at the time. But anyway, during my uh, research of it, I saw that it was shot in Egypt on location, obviously, but all of the lovely sets were filmed in... Paramount Studios. Oh, that's interesting. In Los Angeles Hollywood. In Los Hollywood Angeles, you say,
0: in the center of Hollywood some would say.
1: You might say the beating
0: heart of Hollywood. You, you and you would be right to say so. And I wonder the things nearby the beating heart of Hollywood. I would say are equally impressive.
1: I say the things just across the road, I literally a part of the heart.
0: Yeah. Well, they're the veins. You, the heart needs veins, arteries. Yes. To get your nose you know, to go in and out. Mm. So you could argue that places like Raleigh Studios in Hollywood are the vital organs that are needed for Paramount.
1: Which by extension means that if there was, particular, say, certain individuals going into that, Raleigh was it Raleigh R- Raleigh Raleigh Studios they would also be the vital organs of Hollywood I would agree
0: that yes the 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 blood of which pumps the hearts of Hollywood would be the people who go via the Raleigh
1: Studios so concordedly yes vis-a-vis yes what we're trying to say is we're brilliant And we are going to Hollywood! We're going to Hollywood!
0: (laughs) We uh,
1: we are up for the uh, Indie X Awards. Annual, not monthly.
0: So we've already won the monthly. We won best gore and best special effects. Yeah. I think we got nominated for a few. I think with those ones we won. And yeah, we've been brought back for the annual Dark Comedy Award yeah of the top 15 percent of
1: everyone who submitted we're ruddy there we're ready we're smug we're joyous we're excited in september we're going to hollywood for a week the three boys uh, josh is coming too. um we're going to watch our film be screened in this place opposite paramount studio where that amazing hollywood epic blockbuster and thousands of other ones were shot well, I would say, I mean, Riley Studio alone is the
0: Charlie Chaplin place, isn't it?
1: Yes, I remember, I remember you saying that.
0: I'm just bringing up confirmation of my, what I've just said.
1: Mm, come on.
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're very excited. Uh, continually operating studio, longest running continue operating studios in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Charlie Chaplin, Douglas Firebanks and Mary Pickford all worked on there. Two Academy Award winners, best years of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh old stuff.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're going to Hollywood. We're going to Hollywood. And i you assuming it's going to be red carpet? Yeah. And, and there's going to be an award, so it's not only screened, then there's the award ceremony afterwards. Ba, 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 All of that.
0: Yeah. Pretty so cool. we're going to try not to bang on about it too much, but long-time listeners will know that we've got literally the whole journey of Quagga's. In our back catalogue So do check out the early podcasts They're not all as weird as this they yeah. not all Stygian
1: we're, Yeah, the, you'll have a little episode We'll have times from when we were filming it From when we were planning it And now we're uh, this year we're going to seal it forever With a freaking awards ceremony In Tinseltown
0: Damn right And we'll be following some of our new projects As well as we go and talking about the films that we're watching along the way. We're back, baby! And nothing will stop us now! Yeah! Unless my Mac dies again, which is why we've been... That was part of the reason we were so delayed. We don't want that to happen not don't, I don't trust... I, I used to worship Max. Now, it's like I've been cheated on by my one true love. And I'm now with the the next girlfriend along. And I'm sort of a bit distrustful
1: yeah or it's it's like suspicious it's like you took mac back despite the fact that she cheated on you and and you've had this like you're not gonna do it again are you and she's like no no i Mm. i'd never do that again i was just going for a bad time it's like yeah it's like the
0: second relationship after your one true childhood love so watch it mac i'm on to you is this misogynistic It, it applies to boys as well
1: yeah shut up um, it's it's a beautiful time, and also non-boy. Oh God! Yes. Uh, we will be back. Uh, so this is the warm-up. Uh, as you can probably tell, we will be back in uh, a few weeks with a films review, with uh stuff, and uh yeah, yeah, we're gonna be super
0: slimline as well. So we're gonna try and cut back on the mega hour, uh, ridiculous ones.
1: Yeah, you know, keep it short, keep it slim, keep it condensed with goodness. Bite-sized chunks of bovine uh, goodness, oval chunks of good, good bovine. Mm, goodness. Lovely rolling chunks of oval. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. All right. all right. All right. Then I think that's probably it for this one. So yes, we're back and hit listen soon. What? Tune in again very soon for our normal slice of pie. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. Right.